This episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast is brought to you by Social Salon School, social media education that works for hair and beauty professionals. Hello and welcome to the Beauty Industry Podcast, your online support community for the professional beauty industry. I am your host, founding director of Beauté Industry, Tamara Reid. Here, we are closing the competitive gap and speaking your language. This is a platform created and dedicated to the professional beauty industry, valuing community over competition. We serve to help connect you with inspiration from industry experts, expand your knowledge through educational pieces, and bring you the latest in product and technology innovation. This is Beauty Industry. Today, my guest is Jessica Gomes. International model, actor, and entrepreneur, Jessica Gomes created Equal Beauty, a consumer and professional range with everyone in mind men, women, all races, and all skin types included. True to her ethos, the line caters to those seeking a simplified approach to their beauty routine. All the products are designed to work together and they simultaneously enrich the skin with nourishing and hydrating properties to provide a protective shield against pollutants. Today, Jessica and I talk about the creative process behind developing the range, her love for the beauty industry since being a young girl having completed work experience in a beauty salon, and two, we explore her relationship with the treatment room. Here's Jessica and I for Beauty Industry. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Jess, you have modelled for two decades and now you are in skincare in the professional beauty industry of all places. I want to start at the start of that journey for you. What led you into skincare? Yeah, um, I actually started out my career over 15 years ago in um, South Korea, in Seoul. And, you know, obviously sitting in the makeup chair and you know, discovering all these new products, I really fell in love with Korean beauty. Um, And then obviously, you know, as time went on and I built my career and my profile, I really wanted to use it and start my own business pretty much and kind of use all the contacts that I had developed throughout my career. And obviously was very, very lucky enough to work with David Jones, um, who's a huge department store in Australia for, you know, the last sort of eight to 10 years. And um, yeah, just really had a passion for skincare and really wanted to bring out my own simplified line. Um, And obviously I found I was traveling a lot and I really just wanted something that was easy to use, that was really clean, um, that was obviously made in Korea as well. Um, And using all the Korean technology that is available there is just incredible. So that was something that I was really interested in and I really wanted to bring that back to Australia. Because back then, you know, Korean beauty um, wasn't really happening overseas. I mean, I sort of discovered it in Seoul all those years ago, but it's only sort of just become quite popular in the last five years, I would say. Um, So I felt like I was sort of on the pulse at that time and kind of really wanted to bring that back to Australia. Um, And so that's kind of where it all started. Um, I had an idea. I, I really was in love with Korean beauty. I really figured out, okay, this is what I want to have in my beauty line. Like, what would I want if I wanted it to be 
something that was modern, easy to use, you know, especially for people um, on the go traveling um, and something that really was effective on the skin. And I found also that for me, fragrance, heavy creams and things like that just wasn't working for me. So I really wanted to create something that was like super light and easy and, um, you know, researched, uh, you know, hyaluronic acid at the time. That was something that was new to me that we were, you know, that I was using in um, Seoul working there and also in Tokyo when I was working there as well. And that was also a secret ingredient that hadn't quite come out yet in the Western market. So I researched a lot about that and just found that, you know, yeah, serums were really the way to go in terms of really hydrating the skin. And then, um, yeah, I sort of just found a chemist in, in, in Australia and, um, you know, sort of brought back all the Korean technology and kind of got it made. And then, you know, literally it was just kind of like, okay, let's, let's start making some products um, for myself. And then, you know, decided, okay, this is actually really happening. And it's, and I think it's really cool. And David Jones really loved it. And, and then, you know, then the name came about and I discovered that and it all kind of just was a snowball effect. As soon as I started the research and started making things, it all kind of just aligned and happened. And that's kind of how I guess it all worked out. I don't know if I went totally off track there, but yeah, that's just, that's kind of, I guess, how it all sort of shaped into what it is now. Beautiful. I love that story. I think sometimes when we have a product or a service that comes from our need, it just naturally snowballs and comes to fruition so quickly, doesn't it? Because there are so many people who also have that same need. It is very scary bringing out your own line though. I remember on my launch day, I was really afraid because I thought, oh, well, well, I love it. So I hope everybody else loves it. And, um, you know, it was, it was, um, yeah, it was, it, it's really interesting because obviously I'm used to modeling, you know, other people's brands. Um, it was actually really lovely to, um, have something of my own and something that I've created. And that was also something that I really wanted to I guess empower myself as well personally and be like, you know what, I I would love to create my own brand and I would love to create the story and I would love to create the message. And obviously equal beauty is all about quality and embracing who you are. You know, it it is a unisex line for both men, women, whoever, um, whatever race, gender, everything, um, you know, and you know, equal beauty just feels more fitting and fitting as time goes on, especially in the world that we're living in now and and all the storm of events that are happening around us, you know, equality is something that I've always been passionate about because it's always been something that I've always felt deeply um, because of my own personal story. And so, yeah, you know, equal beauty really is just an extension of my beliefs through skincare. Yeah. How gorgeous. I absolutely adore that. And I thought I found it quite interesting because, um, you know, you're talking there about Korean beauty and sometimes uh, in Korean beauty, their ranges are like 15 different products and, and more is more, but yours is actually quite a capsule range. Was that something that you were conscious about when you were coming through to that conception? Yes, definitely. And you're so right. You know, um, when I was you know, researching Korean beauty and using it. I mean, literally it was like an 11 step program that Korean women do daily. 
um, which I was kind of on board for for a minute. And then I was like, oh, this is just, I don't think this is really working for me. And, I, and also, um, I just felt that within the Western market, it wasn't really working for women as well. Um, but yeah, I sort of just took that tradition and wanted to kind of simplify it and um, make it less clutter, easy to use. I didn't want to carry a lot of products when I was traveling. So I just wanted like the basic products, you know, the a cleanser, a, you know, a hydration mask, a, you know, um, a sunscreen, which we've just come out in the new range um, and some face masks and eye veils and things like that. And, and I had a spray as well, um, a hydration spray. But yeah, I just wanted to kind of make it very simple and your go-to products and you know I don't like an overload of information like to be honest too you know when I would you know kind of be using all these products I was like okay well, what is this for and then oh my god I need to take this too and da, da, da. it was just too much for me and so I just felt like simplicity is better and, and, and I feel like women and men especially men do want that in skincare you know they're like I, I want it to be fuss free like what do I need to use okay cool I'm just going to use these two products or whatever so um yeah that's kind of how that came about as well is you know I really just wanted to make it a small range Yes. Well, it's interesting that you say they're um, men because as soon as I got some of the products delivered, I put them into my bathroom and I had them up on my um, vanity. And that night my husband was like, oh, what's this? And he was so interested in it. And I think more so than any other skincare I've ever put before. But I said to him, what is actually interesting you about this? And he said, well, it's just black and white and it kind of looks like it's for men as well, which comes back to that equal beauty yeah. premise because it's it's unisex it can be for everybody yeah and and that was something that was really important to me you know I I feel like I I mean sometimes I feel like a man myself because I'm like I don't want to wear makeup you know I'm like so I'm actually really low maintenance and and I and I don't know I just felt like why not create something that can be for everybody and and that's sort of sort of also going back to the name and the story behind Equal Beauty. And I really wanted it to be inclusive for everybody. And, and I think it's, I think it's great that, you know, and what I found too, in, in terms of especially living in Asia for the amount of time that I did in working there, I found that men were really interested in products and, um, and, you know, and I, I kind of was like, Oh, wow, that's, that's really cool. And what, and, you know, I guess there's not many products out there. I mean, obviously now there is, but, you know, talking to some of my guy friends and people in the industry, um, they were like, yeah, I mean, guys are interested in skincare too. So again, I just wanted it to be for anyone that can use it. And, you know, it's, it's really fresh. It's, it's really light and it really just, it just really hydrates the skin. And I think hydration for the skin is the most important thing, first and foremost. Yes. Well, I was going to ask you about that because you mentioned hyaluronic acid before. What were some of the most important aspects, including ingredients to you when you were having a look into researching products and, and using and trialing things and bringing out a skincare range? Yeah. So I had read this book called, it was by a doctor and it was called The Beauty Myth or something like that. I don't know. It was like a Japanese doctor or something. And I had found out that hyaluronic acid is actually found in naturally in us and also 
Um, I think most Japanese people have like a high proportion of hyaluronic acid in their skin. So I was really like really intrigued by that and was really sort of like, wow, um, I really want to like understand hyaluronic acid. And then that's when I was like, oh, well, my products have to have hyaluronic acid in it. Then on top of that, I loved the idea of using um, really cooling and natural ingredients like, um, you know, bamboo. And um, in my new range in the four products, um, it's all made off of an island in Korea called Jeju Island, which they have like the purest form of bamboo. And so that was really cool to discover this whole new place where they actually um, make incredible skincare. And, um, and I just love the fact that bamboo was kind of like, well, super great for your skin and hydrating, but also really natural. But then there's also a very light fragrance because I'm not really interested in anything fragranced because um, I find that I break out and I found that a lot of people have said the same too. So bamboo just felt like a an ingredient in which made sense and um, also wasn't too bad for the ecosystem as well. Um, that was something that I was also thinking about, you know, okay, well, I mean, do we really need to go and, you know, get snail or use animals or do you know what I mean? Do we really need to go and kind of, I mean, there's a lot of incredible beauty brands out there and incredible products that I love, but does it need to get that complicated and that sort of fancy in a way, or I guess I don't want to put any anything on the planet at harm in harm's way and and kind of I was really thinking about you know sustainability and and you know bamboo just grows like wildfire there's a we have a lot of bamboo so I was like well bamboo seems like a really great ingredient which is super hydrating and the most potent but also really good for the environment and so that was kind of how I chose bamboo and and um, yeah, and, and, and it was something that, you know, um, is a really popular ingredient in, in Korea as well and something that Koreans have been using for a long time. So that was kind of um, how the bamboo side of things came about with this new range. But my first range that I actually brought out with David Jones was pretty much based on hyaluronic acid and, and you know, natural ingredients like uh, quinoa seed extract and things like that. Um, and, um, you know, obviously they were actually made in Australia, um, but this new range of the four is actually made in Korea, out of Jeju Island. So this is actually made in Korea, whereas the first range that I had was made in Australia, but with Korean ingredients, if that makes sense, just so yes. that everyone knows, because I just wanted to make that clear. That, um, and the reason why I decided to make the new range in Korea is because of just how incredible their technology is. And it really, comparing the both, it, it, there really is no comparison. I mean, I, I really do believe Korean beauty is, is the best and, and they have the best technology. And I just feel like nowadays we, we, we should be consuming less and so why not just make a good product, you know, less is more, that's really great, um, does the job, quite simply, and, um, and is great for the environment. I mean, I think that that's the most important thing. I think I really do believe in that philosophy of, you know, less is more and just have what you need. 
Yes. Well, I can attest to that because as soon as I put on that mask, my mm -hmm. skin, normally um, sometimes hydrating masks feel a little bit sticky, you know, and, and too thick. And then I put my head on my pillow and I go, oh, but um, when I put it on, it just, it was like a, a drink for my skin. It just <laughs> soaked right in. And I think that was just a testament to obviously the quality of hyaluronic acid, but also the bamboo as well, just being so hydrating. I think your skin is like, it's the well, it's your biggest organ and we are made up of just water and salt pretty much and i always think of the analogy as like the reason why i don't use heavy creams is because it's like hydrating yourself with a glass of milk not a glass of water if that makes sense i don't know for me yeah. when i think about it that like yeah like putting thick creams on for me it, it just didn't feel like it was actually soaking in and penetrating into the skin it just felt like as you know a sort of sheen of milk over my skin and not actually you know absorbing and and i really do believe that the reason why you know the japanese have great skin the koreans have great skin is because they're they're hydrating their skin they're really feeding their skin and and giving it the hydrogen that it needs and not using all these kind of heavy heavy creams really yeah well you've got to really play to kind of your landscape as well right so like in europe they don't have a lot of sun it's quite a dense population and so thick beautiful creams with with lots of emollients and oils is perfect for over there but in australia like we are sun-kissed it's so harsh here with the sun oh, and yeah. you know we're yeah. all pigmented and dehydrated so it makes so much sense that you just pack the products with hydration yeah, a hundred percent. And, um, and, you know, I think that we are now, I mean, obviously we have so much access to beauty now online and beauty videos and we're so educated now as well. And I think that was something that was really important for me is to be as authentic and transparent as I could with my audience about the products. And because people are really educated now, you know, I'm, I'm sure you also know through your business, you know, you, you know, consumers are really switched on. They're really on the pulse of everything. They're, they're very educated. They want to know what's in the products and how they're used and everything. And, you know, so I really needed to make sure that I was creating a brand that was honest and, um, and that was, um, yeah, that was transparent and, and authentic and something that, um, you know, consumers could actually have themselves and go oh this 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 makes sense after the break jess shares with us where the need to take what could have been a purely retail brand into the professional beauty industry came from but first a word from today's beauty partner community our beautiful friend nicole healy has launched her brand new social media membership course social salon school which teaches social media education that works for hair and beauty professionals the membership contains simple yet effective marketing tools in a drip-fed style lessons once a week by the educator of Melbourne hair blogger Nicole Healy herself. With her wildly successful following of over 60,000 followers on social media and the current finalist as hair educator for 2020, Social Salon School is proof that with a little learning, you too can boost your social media strategy. For more information, head to the website www.melbournehairblogger.com.au. Thank you so much to Nicole and the team at Social Salon School for making this episode of the Beauty Industry Podcast possible. And now, back to Jess. 
Now, I read that your sister is a beauty therapist and you actually completed work experience in a salon yourself. So you've almost come like full circle back to the beauty industry. Where has this kind of affinity with our industry fit in your family? I don't know. I think, you know, my sister and I, that's my sister Bianca, we actually modeled together in Perth back in the day when we were young. And I guess we were always, and I actually went to a grooming and deportment class when I was like 10 years old in Perth um, and um, did, you know, grooming and deportment classes where you sort of learn how to do your nails and put makeup on. And I don't know, I always just had this interest with beauty. And then when I was in school, we had the opportunity to go out and do work experience. And I chose to work at a beauty salon because I really wanted to learn how to wax and, you know, um, do facials and things like that. And I, I don't know, I just always found it really fun and, and I, and I really enjoy hanging out with my sister and, you know, when I'm back in Perth, she always like does my facials and waxing and it's just a time to like hang out and talk. And I also love the fact of like just chatting with women and connecting with them. And that was one of my favorite things about working in a beauty salon is that I got to meet all these amazing women and we'd always have these like deep and meaningful chats while I was like waxing them and like, just, I don't know. I, I think. I've just always loved to, I guess, make people feel good. And also maybe, I guess, I've just always been interested in beauty products, makeup, um, and yeah, looking after yourself really, self-care, I guess. But it's interesting that you say that because I, I, I have, I, I just, back then I wasn't really aware of modeling and how far it could take me. So I was kind of like, Oh, well, you know, modeling was just a hobby back then. And I'd always planned to open my own beauty salon or start my own beauty business. And so, yeah, it does feel like I've sort of come full circle because, you know, um, I guess it's, it's, yeah, I guess it was just still tapping me on the shoulder of like, you should do a beauty brand. And, but yeah, it's always been something that I've been passionate about and, who knows? Maybe I'll open my own beauty salon as well someday. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, but obviously with modeling, I have a lot going on and it's been incredible to be able to leave Perth and travel the world and have this career that I've had because it's given me the platform now to launch my own beauty brand. But yeah, it's just, it's incredible with social media now as well um, in the beauty space and just, you know, you know, speaking to women like you and learning so much and just, yeah, I just I just love the industry. I, I love the beauty industry, and I've met so many wonderful people along the way. Um, it's it's definitely very different to the fashion industry in what I've been used to, but um, the beauty industry is just so exciting, and it's grown so much in the last you know five years. And yeah, it's, I just felt like it was an exciting kind of industry to be a part of and something that I'd always wanted to be a part of. But yeah, it was, it was fun for me to kind of step out of the fashion industry, to be honest, and explore the beauty space. Yes. Well, there's always something going on in our industry. I want to ask you, what's your relationship like with treatments? Because obviously at the moment we're not, but generally you would be flying around and having lots of makeup on and all of this kind of prep. What does that downtime look like for you? Yeah, I love treatments. I love trying out new things like there's a place down the street that's like doing a new vampire facial or whatever. I'm there. Like I just love trying everything. And um, 
So on my downtime, I always try and fit in with a beauty therapist when I'm in Sydney or LA. And I usually go see Melanie Grant because she's in both Sydney and LA and Melbourne. And she does um, a really amazing facial, um, which is super hydrating. And she also uses the, uh, uses the Omnilux light as well, which I think is great for jet lag and everything. I also see, um, I like to mix, I like to sort of, mix it up a bit like I also do really love the hippie side of beauty as well and kind of going really um natural and sort of you know I, I love crystals and I love all of that kind of you know um lymphatic work as well so I actually go see a woman in Bronte she's Japanese and her name's Fumi Yamamoto and she's actually oh my goodness I have seen Fumi oh you have insane yeah. insane treatment <laughs> Yes, she's incredible. And she's become a really good friend of mine over the years. And she always used to get me ready for shows and things. And she would do this incredible massage, um, which is lymphatic drainage, but then also do this healing work and then incorporate it with, um, you know, crystal rolling and all this great stuff. And and she actually uses Equal Beauty at her space, which is amazing. And um, she was also very instrumental and helpful for me um, in creating my brand and helping me launch that as well. She's always been a huge supporter of mine and I just adore her. And so I like to mix, mix it between Fumi and Melanie. Like I like that balance between both. Uh, Cause I do think that you need um, uh, some medicinal qualities in, in facials and things like that. And, but then it's also good to go the natural way as well. And I mean, Fumi literally feels like you've just had, Botox, like a natural facelift, literally, because she just massages the wrinkles out of your face. I mean, she's she's really magical. And then Melanie's facials are incredible because she uses incredible products, but also um, uses the light and and uses some pretty um, incredible technology. And um, and obviously also works with just sort of bigger beauty brands outside of like my bespoke ones, but I, I do really love Chanel um, and their products that they have. Um, but yeah, I, I would say that's kind of in terms of treatments, um, sort of my rituals that I do outside of travel. I mean, I haven't had a treatment in three months because we've been in COVID. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to cry when I go have a facial, but I've been doing all of my <laughs> products at home and stuff because I really also wanted to make, you know, the equal beauty regime kind of like giving yourself a mini facial at home, but it's been an interesting time. I don't know also for you as well, um, for your business, you know, we've all sort of been locked up inside and now we have to have all, all these precautions and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see how the beauty industry gets back on track. Um, but I definitely do believe in facials and, and treatments and, and, um, you know, I'm such a big advocate for that, you know, and, and that's why I, I do really think the beauty space still has a, a huge thirst for one-on-one -on -one facials and having that service within the industry. I can't imagine that going. That's something that I will definitely always be wanting to do. And, and who knows, maybe I'll have my own beauty salon one day. But, you know, even in the fashion industry, everything's changing now, even this time, during this time, you know, I'm, I'm now shooting more at home. Brands are coming to me at my house. You know, there's only one photographer, one stylist, you know, one makeup artist. And so, yeah, it's just interesting. But I think, I think the beauty industry will always be pretty solid. There will yeah. always be 
demand for it. Nothing it, quite replaces that that touch service, does it? I don't think so. And and people want to feel good. You know, people, women invest in themselves now. You know, they invest. I think women are now looking um, more into wanting to get more facials and wanting to invest in more in themselves and wanting to love themselves and have self-care. And I love I'm totally on board with that. And that's why I love working in the beauty space and having my own brand because I love, I'm obsessed with beauty and I'm obsessed with making myself feel great, but also other women and people feel great as well. Beautiful. What's the biggest thing we're obviously talking about challenges in business there that you have learned either personally throughout, you know, starting equal beauty or professionally as well? Yeah, I think, um, oh, yeah, there's been a lot of challenges. I think um, definitely had some sleepless nights in terms of, you know, just being super stressed out and kind of trying to navigate. I mean, I don't have a business degree. I just kind of started it and sort of went with my instinct. If that's something that I can give advice on, it's just I, I feel like it's in business, it's an instinct thing. And when you go with your instinct, I feel like things go right. And it's when I haven't, listen to my gut instincts is when things went wrong and where I got taken advantage of or where um, I trusted the wrong person and they didn't have the best interests at heart for me and they had their own agenda. I think that's the hardest thing. And the most challenging thing is, you know, because you can't build a brand by yourself. You need to get a team around you. And I think that's been the hardest thing is finding the right team and finding people that I can really trust. And that goes with any business, you know, that even goes with like my modeling career, you know, making sure that I have the right team around me, the right agents. And it's the same in a business, you know, you've got to make sure that you have the right people around you that are on the same page as you, that you can trust, that are flowing power to you and, your flowing power back to them, but it's reciprocated, you know, when you guys are building this and wanting the same goals. Um, Been really hard to sort of have falling outs, you know, just having sort of things where you're like, oh man, that sucks that it didn't work out that way. Or it sucks when you kind of see someone's true colors or, you know what I mean? I think, I think that, that for me was the hardest because I'm quite, I, I kind of go on, you know, vibe and energy. And if I feel like there's an energy then I'm on board, but then sometimes, yeah, you've got to, you've got to really look and um, make sure that, that you do. You, I mean, you also can't be too close. I'm like, I don't trust anybody. Cause sometimes in my, especially in my experiences, like after, after a while, when you get screwed over that many times, you really start to not trust people and, but there are good people out there and people that you can trust. And so I think that was probably definitely one of my biggest challenges is just learning how to trust people, who, what to look for in personalities or whatever and hiring people and getting the right team. But yeah, I'd say that's probably the biggest challenge. Yes. Well, I think um, like you, many people in the beauty industry, you know, have kind of felt their way via gut or via instinct into being a business owner because a lot of business owners I speak to don't have a business degree or a business qualification, but they've led 
their way there naturally and they've found themselves leading teams and, you know, trying to surround themselves with the right people and be that, you know, therapist or a manager or products and bits and pieces. Um, I'm interested to know, you mentioned there, um, you know, Equal Beauty is in David Jones. How come you did want to stock into the professional beauty industry? Because for a lot of brands, they go, too hard basket let's just go straight retail uh, what was that reasoning well because you know obviously I have a love for beauty therapists and beauty salons and and I just thought why not like I mean that's where women and men get to really try products because it is behind a professional that actually knows skincare and I think it I think it's just a different way of introducing a brand to somebody or a customer I mean it's very different walking into a beauty salon having a facial with the product and then being able to buy it versus walking into David Jones and going okay I'm really looking for a new sunscreen which one do I choose I don't know I just felt like it was that personal touch that I really liked and um, you know, and obviously I've met some really incredible beauty therapists and people that are really genuinely passionate about beauty. And I don't know, I, I, again, it was just an authentic gut feeling of like, this is just the way it feels like it's going right now. And, and I really wanted to get my brand out there. And I really wanted people in the professional beauty space to try my products and and get passionate about equal beauty like I am and, and make it flourish. You know, why not? Instead of just the department store way or just online way. I really wanted to have it everywhere, to be honest. Yeah, absolutely. No and, shame in that. <laughs> and also, you know, like I'm so proud when I see my products in a beauty salon because for me back in the day growing up in Perth, I remember, you know, I... I mean, most of my friends, we would go to beauty salons. We wouldn't really go to a department store for beauty products. I mean, or I would go down to Woolworths literally and get like my Nivea or something like that. <laughs> but it was sort of like I remember being introduced to, I remember being, you know, introduced to really good products when I went to beauty salons to get a wax or get my eyebrows done or, you know, and then I'd say, oh, what are these products here on the shelf? And they'd be like, oh, it's this, um, brand da, 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 and that explain it to me and I just felt like I feel like the service is amazing in beauty salons first not saying that the service isn't good in some department stores but just that one-on-one -on -one, um, sort of communication with the with a um, with someone that is has expertise in beauty and is passionate about it I think that that really goes a long way Beautiful. And Jess, what is next for yourself and Equal Beauty? Do you have any big plans in the pipelines or has this pandemic kind of paused those for you? <laughs> I mean, it does kind of feel like things have really been shaken up and I guess it does feel like things are sort of on pause at the moment. But in saying that, I have big plans and I I really can't wait to see where Equal Beauty goes and 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 where it grows as well. I mean, I'd really love to take it worldwide um, and expand the brand and, and really, you know, just also build more funding behind it to create incredible campaigns. Cause I really do believe that there's so much more to create out of Equal Beauty. I feel like Equal Beauty as a brand is so timeless. And I just feel like there's, you know, we've got a long time ahead and I'm just excited. I'm excited. I mean, first of all, I'm excited 
because I think change has been needed for a long time and I'm happy that this revolution is happening right now. I'm excited that I'm in LA and I'm a part of everything that's happening and I think that there's a lot of exciting opportunities within America still and also in Asia. I mean, I'm hoping to go back to Korea and kind of coming full circle there and working there a lot more um, and, you know, just keep keep kicking goals in the modeling space. I mean, I still absolutely love modeling. It's my first love. It's what I feel like I was pretty much born to do. I mean, I started modeling when I was 10 years old. And so it definitely is something that naturally comes to me. And I just, I feel like there's still so much more I want to do in that space creatively really. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm, I'm very, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to what the future holds. And, um, you know, hopefully speaking to more incredible people like you and in the beauty space and doing more podcasts, I think more things like this are going to be happening. Um, and just learning and, you know, continue to learn. I think for me, learning just makes me so happy. Something that I've really discovered is um, just don't want to stop learning, don't want to stop reading, don't want to stop pushing the envelope, expanding my mind. And yeah, that's beautiful that's a lovely note to finish on i always say knowledge is power so um you've definitely reinforced that for us thank you so much for coming on and having a chat with me today thanks so much thanks for having me thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with jess and i what a pleasure it was to have somebody as passionate about their range as jess in conversation with us today What I so appreciate about Jess is that not only did she start the range through a need of her own, which is where some of the best business ideas develop from, but too, she has so much knowledge about the ingredients and where they're sourced from and even their manufacturing process, something not a lot of people care to understand. A big thank you to Jess and her team for being so kind with their busy LA schedules to make this episode happen. And of course, to you all for listening and allowing us to continue the conversation. You can find more about Equal Beauty over on the gram at equal underscore beauty. Jess is over at I am Jessica Gomes, me at Tamara Shaw Reed, and us, of course, at Beauty Industry. Until next time, stay connected.